0: Welcome to our podcast all about multimedia my name is Michael Peters and I'm not a teacher yet uh, but I'm a master's student and I work at a local television station so I'm used to working with video and this is my first real podcast
1: Hi, this is Yan Ru. I'm currently a full-time student. Before I was in preschool to teach Chinese. And actually, this is my second time to do podcasts, but the first time I just do by myself, a very simple one. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for doing a podcast with me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So first off, uh, I wanted to ask what you think. And for our viewers out there uh, who might not know, what exactly is multimedia?
1: So for my understanding, I think multimedia just combine multiple media formats, such as text, images, videos, and audio. And I think PowerPoint is a very good example can be represented.
0: Yeah. um, So from my understanding of the reading, uh, the basic principle behind multimedia is any presentation that combines text and graphics, um, and it's important. I want our, our listeners out there to to realize that text can also mean spoken word, so not just printed word, but anything uh, that is spoken as well. So this podcast, you can consider text. Somebody could transcribe it, and it could be, you know, written text. Uh, so multimedia can be really simple, um, or it can get really complex. As we build on it, you can add music, videos, graphics, all that good stuff, like motion graphics, animations. What do you think the relationship between multimedia and learning is?
1: I think... Uh, multimedia can support our teacher to introduce something for our student, but actually I'm not use a lot of multimedia. I just use very simple thing like the images or the video. Actually, the PowerPoint, I'm not used a lot, just sometimes if I need it and I will use it.
0: I, I really enjoyed uh, reading the Clark and Meyer reading um, and my biggest takeaway from it was that multimedia can promote active learning. So like, long story short, I guess it's students engaging in such a way that stimulates like different parts of the brain, which promotes interaction, which could keep the students invested. You know, it's, it really helps uh, when you're invested in what you're learning. So again, uh, I think it's important to stress that when multimedia is used correctly because it can be used incorrectly when it's used correctly it really does promote active learning and keeps students engaged
1: yes i agree with that so in my classroom sometimes i use the multimedia to support their stu- uh, their learning but i'm not very sure about it if those kind of multimedia will disturb their attention or they say this is really helpful for them because my students are very young are, I'm working with like preschool students, so I'm usually not give a lot of like technology for them. For the multimedia, I usually like use the images or the video, and I play it for them or I hold the image for them. And it kind of very helpful to help the students to engage it, cause I'm teaching Chinese and they can know oh, this word means the apple or oh, this word means. Peach. So it's very help, helpful for me to teach Chinese in my class. So, yeah, it has helped the student to engage more because some of them do not understand what I'm talking about. When they see a picture, they will gotcha. And OK, I know what you are talking about, Miss Chen.
0: <laughs> right. That makes total sense. Like they need that that picture as reference because they know what an apple is when they look at it, but they're not going to know the Chinese word for it. Until they yes. can put those two together. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's really interesting. And when you, you, you said you teach kids how old are they?
1: Like my previous job, teach 4 for old children.
0: Four years old, and you're teaching yeah. um, you're teaching the, these kids they speak English first and then they're learning Chinese.
1: Yes. Uh, but it depends on the family, some students have the language foundation, but some of them didn't have.
0: Wow, um, that's pretty incredible that they're learning at such a young age, like another language, when they're still trying to master their first language.
1: But you know what? The young kids learn learn new language very fast. Wow. <laughs> very fast.
0: <laughs> that uh, yeah, I guess I guess so because they don't have a lot of other stuff in their brain already about like language, they haven't built up any like barriers to that yet. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: Because sometimes I'm very worried about like, cause some kids have the language foundation, but some didn't have. So I don't want only the kids know what they were mean, engaging in my classroom. I want all the students engage it.
0: So, so not not all the kids can uh, put in the same level of engagement at the- Yeah. <laughs> But does the does, uh does the multimedia help that bring them like bring them back in?
1: Yes, yes, and also the music very helpful too. Oh yeah,
0: how yeah. how is the music helpful?
1: Well, I want to talk about that later.
0: We're gonna talk about okay. You're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> le- so is there any is there any risk that maybe there's too much uh, going on uh, that that too many pictures maybe they get off topic?
1: Uh, actually, not really, cause. Um, very simple picture, not like anime very fancy picture. Like if I teach Apple, just a Apple and nothing else. Just a Apple, very simple.
0: So, yeah, that, that sounds uh, really interesting. Uh, in terms of the multimedia principle, it sounds like uh, your tools you're using are really effective to promote learning. A uh, picture of an Apple with a title that says Apple is an example of a representational graphic. It doesn't clutter the page. It doesn't clutter the mind too much. It's very simple. Picture him an apple, title that says Apple. Because as we learned uh, from the second reading, um, too much on the page can actually be a distraction and actually be detrimental to learning. They call it the uh, coherence principle. Um, And the coherence principle is they're stressing, keep your lessons uncluttered, with information that's not relevant, so don't add any extra images or text or or sounds that might be distracting, even though some people think uh, you know the younger generation kind of needs to be completely entertained to be engaged. It's not actually the truth, even if they're totally engaged, it might not help their learning um, so what do you think of this coherence principle or the less is more idea?
1: yeah, yeah, I very like this idea and i agree with this idea with my two hands and this i also use this in my classroom like for the very young kids and also it's like for myself i really like it to like english is my second language so when i saw a large piece of english in front of me i was very headache and i refused to do to read it for example when i go to a lecture If the speaker's PowerPoint use a lot of words without any picture, I won't read it. And it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. I don't understand the content. It just takes me a longer time to read than the native speaker. Every time when I still read it, but the speaker will move on to the next slide or next topic. And I need to spend time to keep up. So if the picture can instead of a lot of words, I feel very good because The picture for me is more direct and i can read very easily Mm, yeah before i knew the concept of less is more i just thought thought about i don't like to read words and wanted to see picture just make an excuse for myself well this is maybe an excuse (laughs) but
0: (laughs) no (laughs) no it makes perfect sense i i'm so glad that you can you can can see that now that it's not an excuse it's it's actually a real thing people have a hard time with a lot of text on the screen and and the tufts the tuft reading about powerpoint itself is an a whole beast that we can talk about a little but uh it's not a great learning tool um as as we did as we read uh yeah if there's too much on the screen, it could be super overwhelming, especially i um, especially with language i can I can see how that can be really um, yeah. too much uh, where the picture might be enough and having all these this extra words on the side, if it's not you know pivotal, if it can't be like presented from the educator like through speaking, uh, maybe it's better off without it. Yeah. So I wanted to talk really quick about one of the the more interesting things about um, multimedia that I I got from the readings. So um, one of the things that stood out to me was that um, the people who benefit most from the multimedia principle um, are novices or people who are brand new to the field, Um, and that the use of images and multimedia really helps their learning. But people who come in with some prior understanding or experts that they don't really benefit from having the addition of the images. They don't like uh, it doesn't damage their learning process to have them, but it doesn't really help them. And I thought that was super interesting about um, how the use of multimedia can help uh, a novice kind of start to picture those things in their mind's eye because they've never experienced it before. Uh, do your students have, have benefit from that, uh, being, like, brand new to learning language and brand new to a lot of things because they're so young?
1: Yeah, yeah. And just like I said before, I use very simple picture to help the student learn the words something. And also, the body language is very important, but body language is not for the multimedia <laughs> anyway. I, <so. laughs>
0: but maybe it is, right? It's, it's um it's a visual. I know it's like person to person, but it's still, it's still uh, the words with a person's body language is kind of the words with the visual. So maybe it is multimedia.
1: Oh, oh good point. Don't
0: you think? I mean, it's so, so if you think about words as text and the body language as the image, then the two hand in hand uh, help you learn language. Yes that's pretty awesome (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) Uh, i'm glad we figured that out um (laughs) i wanted to talk about uh a reading uh you are in uh, a class with me uh technology and instructional design correct yes um we did a reading uh donovan bransford how students learn and they illustrated in their introductory chapter um, uh, several points about learning, and they used uh, a children's book called "Fish is Fish," and I'm just going to fill our our listeners in on what that story is about.
1: I really like that story.
0: It's a really good story. Um,
1: yeah, very good.
0: So, "Fish is Fish" um, is a story about a fish who lives in a pond, and since he's a fish, he can't go on to land and see the outside world, and he's super curious. Uh, He's got a super curious mind, and he asks his friend, the frog, who can live in the pond and out on land, he asks his friend, the frog, what life is like outside of the pond. And the frog tells the fish all about birds and cows and humans and all these great things that are out there on the land. And the fish starts to visualize what the frog is telling, uh, uh, telling of the outside world. Only the fish... Can only think in terms of what it knows. So the fish can, when hearing the, the description of the bird, pictures a fish with wings. And when the frog describes a cow, uh, the fish pictures, you know, the black and white spots uh, and the four legs, but on a fish's body. So I was, I thought I was curious, like, how could the frog be a more effective teacher using multimedia?
1: Well, very easy. Just show the picture. Just like what I did <laughs> in my <laughs> Chinese class. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it seems simple, right? If the frog was able to pair the text or the spoken word with a picture of what the frog was talking about, the fish would be able to picture, you know, a little bit better what was going on in the outside world. So as a novice, uh, the fish would have learned way better. With the use of multimedia just a simple picture along with what the frog was describing
1: yes just like the article said just use very simple way to let the beginner to learn the new things this is the effective way for them to learn it but how about for the frog if the frog <laughs> wants to learn what kind of way we can help those kinds of um, learners with some experience
0: hmm you know, talk to the cow. <laughs> find out Whoa. what they find out how the cow sounds. So now we have the visuals and the sound going hand in hand.
1: Very good. I like that answer. <laughs> and I just think about if we come back to the classroom, if one the the broad kind of students want to learn with the multimedia, I just think about it. Should we need to put more detail photo a picture for them.
0: Yeah, that makes sense uh, because I guess that goes with the coherence principle, right? If the novice is given too much information right at the start, then they won't be able to retain it.
1: We need to do some adjust based on our students' situation.
0: And uh, you talked a little bit about it, but how how do you use multimedia in the classroom setting?
1: Well, like I, before I think st- I talk about, I use music in my classroom. That's right. So yes. So music is very, very, very important part when I to- when I teach Chinese. So every time I just, I, actually, I play music almost every day. Like before I start the class, I just play the music and the kids just follow the music to sing a song or mm-hmm. they dance something. It's kind of a way for them to do the movement. Because, you know, my kids are very young. They need to express their energies. And yeah. then, so music, yeah, it's very good way for them to do some movements. And then they can pay attention later. And also the music is very catchy. So they will all know the melodies. And also when the lyrics and the images put together, so all the students with language foundation or result language foundation, they all can understand what this music is talking of uh thing about. Hmm. This video is talking about the fruits. Oh, this is apple, this is banana. They all can get that. And every time they just like very, very interesting thing like before I have a song about the number, like one, two, three, four, five, six, but in Chinese it's like E R Right. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> then every time I ask my students, how do you sing number five in Chinese? They just like have to sing the song from <laughs> one to five. And then tell me number five is wu. <laughs> wow.
0: That's that's great. That 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 makes a lot of sense. I still some I still sometimes sing the ABCs. If I want to learn, if I want to know what order the, the letters go in. Oh,
1: yeah, I, I think
0: only me did that. Oh, no. Yeah, if somebody wants to know, I, I got to go through the whole thing, like really quick in my head sometimes. <laughs> because, it, yeah, that that makes total sense. It it really helps. I think it triggers like a different part of the brain. Um, and you said dancing, too, uh, which is really interesting.
1: Yes, yes. So And it, this is not like the mission for them. Like you have to do this. I just do very freely. Like if you want to sing, you just sing. If you want to dance, you just dance. It's I'm not required them. You have to sing the song and dance. Just do whatever you want to do. Just feel comfortable in this environment. That's good.
0: That's really interesting too. Because then it's yeah. then it's up to them. Then they make yeah. that they make the choice to engage.
1: Yes, yes, and also with, because I play the music, the background music, you know, you cannot ignore them. Yeah. Especially most of them are dancing and singing. So even they just sit there, but the music still in their mind.
0: That's really cool. Well, thank you for sharing how you use multimedia in your classroom. Uh, I'm really glad that I got to do this podcast with somebody who's currently teaching. And it sounds like you use multimedia super effectively. So thank you. Yeah,
1: thanks. Thank you too. Like we're in a totally different area to work, and very glad to know your working area how's going. And and you bring out a lot of like good idea. I really like the body language is is a kind of multimedia. I really like that point.
0: Yeah, I hope you get. To, I hope you can now now picture that as you move on, and keep that in mind when you're when you're teaching
1: yes yes yeah and thanks for guys listening our podcast
0: yes thank you everybody out there in the podcast land for listening
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: so again my name is mike my
1: name is Yenru ru
0: and until next time